Well, I believe God is answering prayers today. You know, you, you can't turn on the television or go online or pick up a newspaper or any type of periodical without hearing what's going on in the Ukraine with the invasion. In 1960, when I was 12 years old, my father, Oral Roberts, went to Russia. It was when Nikita Khrushchev was president. It was a time when it was the Soviet Union and no Christianity was allowed. And he met with several hundred underground pastors. How he got into the country, I don't know, but he did. And while he was there, God gave him a, a prophetic word. He said that the Soviet Union was coming to a day when it would open wide to the gospel. And for a number of years, there would be tremendous miracles and salvations across Russia. And then the day would come when it would close and the Soviet Union would, would be rebuilt again. We are watching prophecy come to pass because the Soviet Union, when it opened, opened wide and millions of Russians have given their hearts to the Lord since the late 1980s. I've been there twice myself in Moscow and in St. Petersburg. I remember one night I was preaching in St. Petersburg. There was no heat in the building. It was about 35 degrees in the building. People were all bundled up. I was bundled up. There were about 10,000 people there, and yet when I gave the altar call, 3,000 came forward to give their hearts to the Lord. There's been tremendous miracles. The gospel has been preached throughout Russia. Now we're beginning to see the door close again. The idea is not just the Ukraine. They want Belarus, they want Georgia, they want Poland, they want Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, they want Uzbekistan, Arbizhan, however you pronounce that, and Armenia, and all those, those little former Soviet republics, Moldova and all the others. That's what's happening. The Bible says that the bear will come down and join forces with the 200 million man army from the east. Well, that's Russia and that's China. That's what's beginning to happen. We're living in the last days. Our Lord Jesus is coming soon. And we have a job to do. Our job is to make sure that every person on the planet has had an opportunity to hear the name of Jesus. And I thank God that you and I get to be a part of that and the end time harvest of souls that's coming in. That's going to happen because there is an end time transfer of finances that is coming into the hands of the righteous in order to do that. And how does it happen? It happens because we're seed sowers. Whose hands is that finance coming into? It's coming into the hands of those who sow. I watched as many of you came forward and sowed today here in these buckets and I know that others of you are sowing online through technology. Thank God for technology. One thing about COVID, it's made the church wake up to technology and to be on Facebook and, and other, other, uh, other uh, means of communication to touch people's lives. That's one thing good that's come out of it. I think that's the only thing good, but that's one, one thing that's come good out of it. And I was thinking that Pastor Randy was talking this morning, uh, especially uh, this area of the world, because I've been here for a week now. I've already preached eight times this week up in Merced and now here and over in Fireball tonight for pastor friends of mine. 
And so I've been, I've been warming up all week for you. But as I, as I drove up, as I drove up between uh, Merced and Fresno up 99, and I saw all, uh, saw the almond trees that are white, and I, I saw all the, everything that's growing here. I mean, this is the breadbasket of America. Amen. You know, we, well, I live in Oklahoma. This is, we, we get food from you, you know. And by the way, I'm glad I'm here because we had a snowstorm, an ice storm in Tulsa while I was gone. It got down to 13 degrees, and the, the, the city was frozen, literally, and, and in lockdown almost for two days because of the ice and the snow. Thank God for California weather. Hallelujah. But as I was driving uh, down uh, 99, the Lord reminded me that in the natural, in the natural world, your seed waits on the season. There is a certain season, and everyone here knows there's a season when you plant. If you plant when you're out of season, you won't get a harvest right because the weather has something to do with it, all the geological, it all has something to do with it. Your seed waits on the season. But that's not true in the supernatural realm. In the supernatural realm, it's just the opposite. Your season is waiting on your seed. In other words, in other words, when you sow in the supernatural realm, automatically it becomes your season. You don't have to wait for the right season to sow. When you sow, it becomes your season. So you can receive from the Lord. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in famine, but he received a hundredfold because it became his season. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you'll do that for Isaac, we do that for Abraham, we do that for Jacob and for Joseph and for all those throughout the Word of God, then he'll do it for you. So I encourage you today, and as I saw you coming forward, and I know you're giving online, as you sow, remember, declare unto the Lord, this is my season. Lift your hands today and say, as I sow, it becomes my season. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise God. I have a a message today, but but uh, somewhere in the building there's a book table, and I brought some new product uh, since I was here the last time. One is a a three CD series called Miracle Living, and it's available. It's uh, it focuses on healing, Holy Spirit, and seed faith. Next week at this time, I will be in Cameroon in West Africa. I'm uh, I'm conducting a a three day pastors conference with over two thousand pastors already registered from 14 French-speaking African nations. There are some 350 million people that live in French West Africa, and that's where I'm going. And I'm gonna be teaching them on healing the Holy Spirit and seed faith. And that is encapsulated in this CD and two little books that I've written recently called Blessing Blockers, Things That Stop Your Blessing and also expect the unexpected. They're out there in the lobby. And then uh, something, uh, did, you, did you get a card on your seat when you came in? Uh, this is something that I'm, I'm so excited about. Uh, before my father passed away, he prophesied over my wife, Lindsay. And I'm sure you remember a couple of years ago when Lindsay came here and preached. Uh, I carried her suitcase, that's all I was allowed to do that day. Uh, you were talking about women earlier. One thing about women, uh, they may not, you say they, they may multitask a little more than you think. And I can tell you one thing about my wife. She has eyes in the back of her head. And 
we men, we'll never understand you women. Ever. We don't understand. And the reason is because when God made you, he put Adam to sleep. And we men have been asleep ever since. But before my, my father passed away, he prophesied and said, the next great move of God in America is going to come through women. And we're beginning to see that happen. And he, he branded Lindsay, he mandated her to begin to write on women of substance. And she has written a new book, but she has waited for several years. She did not want to publish it through a typical Christian house or through our ministry because she wanted it to, to get it into the hands of women all across the country. So we've been praying for several years and God opened a door and, and, uh, and offered her a contract through HarperCollins, which is one of the top three secular publishing houses in America. It's a miracle. No one in our family or in our ministry has ever had anything to do with a, a, major, a major secular publisher. And the book is called Discover Your True Worth and it's, it's a ministry to women. And uh, HarperCollins believes that it's going to be on the national bestseller list. It's coming out in April. It's available for pre-buy right now at Amazon. And uh, it, it, is, it is most amazing. And I know Pastor uh, Randy and Cherie have some other things they have planned. I'll let you talk about that in, in the next couple of weeks as time goes by. But uh, I wanted to, as this book is coming out, uh, I want to sow some seed. And so uh, this church is one of about 25 churches that are beginning to do what I'm, I'm describing. If you go to Amazon and you buy, buy it, uh, pre-sale, it comes out the 12th of April, but if you, if you pre-buy on Amazon, and by the way, uh, as of Wednesday, uh, her book is already number five on the bestseller list for Amazon, pre-buy, pre-buy. If you buy it, then, then what I'm going to do, if you let Pastor Randy know that you bought it, then I'm going to send uh, uh, another book, a second book, to give to you free, out, just out of my heart, as a seed. So it's a, it's a buy one, give one. You, you, you buy one, I'm going to give you one. And uh, I'll send the boxes up to you, Pastor Randy. And, uh, and I know, Cherie, you have some things planned in the future, so that's, that's coming. But that's what that is all about. Uh, everybody is sick in some way, either sick in spirit or sick in body or sick in family or in finances or in emotions or in your business or your job or your ministry. Everybody has a need. And there are people who say, well, I don't believe in miracles. Well, <laughs> you will when you need one. And Pastor Randy asked me to focus in on healing today um, and, uh, and to have a time of prayer. And we're going to pray today, not only over you, but we're going to pray over the blessed Ukraine people because I, I've been there. I've preached there. Uh, Pastor Henry Madava has a wonderful church there. Uh, seats about, I guess he has about 5,000 members. He went to the Soviet Union to go to college, and while he was there, he got saved. And God called him out of aeronautics in to be a pastor, and he pastors in, in Kiev. And I, I called him day before yesterday. He and his family are safe. Uh, but uh, all hell's broken loose there. We're going to pray over that today. 
Um, but I want to give you some principles this morning on healing. Healing for the totality of the meaning of the word. Don't just think of healing concerning your body. Think of healing in every area of your life. Everyone here, you have it, I have it, everyone has a need of healing in some area of their life. So take out something to write on and, or take out your smartphone or your tablet that you brought and take down these seven principles for your healing. And then we'll have a time of healing prayer. The first principle is, it's God's will for you to be well. Now, many Christians are not aware that God wants you to be well in every area of your life. But it's backed up by Scripture. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That means he wants you healed, whole, and well in every area of your life. And even as I'm talking, someone who has pain in your left hip that goes down your left side, you're being healed right now. And whoever you are, if you just stand up and begin to move that leg and move that hip, you're going to find the pain which you came to celebration with this morning is gone. God wants you well in every area of your life, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, in your family, in your business, in your job, in your ministry, in your marriage, in every area, or if you don't have a husband or wife, every area of your life, he wants you well. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. That's healing. Even as your soul prospers. That's the first principle. The second principle is it's been paid for in full. Jesus went to the cross to cut a new covenant in his shed blood for the remission of sin. Now, we just had communion. We just took of the bread and of the cup. The bread symbolizing his broken body, the cup symbolizing his shed blood. We just did it. But many people think of the cross as only for salvation. Well, thank God he went to the cross for salvation. Thank God he provided a way for us to come to him. And thank God the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He provided salvation, but he didn't stop there. He also took 39 stripes on his back for our healing. I recently read a medical journal study which said that doctors today have lopped all sickness and disease into 39 categories. I thought to myself, medical science is confirming the word of God. Not only did he shed his blood for the remission of sin, but he took on your, healing, your, your, your sickness and disease and mine. So number one, it's God's will for you to be healed. Number two, it's been paid for in full. There's no mortgage on your healing. He's not making monthly payments on it. It's done. Number three, you need to deal with any unconfessed sin. And David in the Bible had a way of doing that. He would say to the Lord, search me. Take a look at me. See if there's anything in me that shouldn't be in me. And that's something that you and I can do every day. We can look in the mirror and say, God, search me. Look inside of me. Is there something in me that's not pleasing to you? If so, show me. And the Holy Spirit 
not only convicts of sin, but he also gives you a feeling on the inside, the area of your life that you need to straighten out. And a lot of us need to have a board meeting to go to the mirror and look in that board meeting. We don't need someone pointing it out and telling it to us. We, we need to discover it. David didn't say, oh, how, about, how about all of you people telling me what's wrong with me? No, 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 no. He went to the mirror. He said, God, what's inside of me that's not supposed to be inside of me? Have a little self-examination. And if there is unconfessed sin, you don't need to announce it. You don't need to telephone Pastor Randy and say, I'm confessing all this. You don't need to do that. You don't need to go into a confessional booth. You don't need to do that. You just simply tell the Father, okay, I see it. I'm sorry, I repent. Now, what is repentance? Many people have the wrong idea of what repentance is. Most people believe that repentance is a change of heart. Repentance is not a change of heart. You can't change your heart, but God won't change your mind. Repentance is a change of mind. It's taking your mind, which many people have put in charge of their life, and putting it down, subjugating it to their spirit the way they were created. So repentance is a change of position, a change of taking what's in your mind and putting it under subjection to your spirit. You are not created as a mind. You have a mind. You live in a body, but you were created as a living spirit. And your spirit will live forever. Your mind will not live forever. Your body will not live forever, but your spirit man will. So take care of the unconfessed sin. Then number four, forgive. Now that's a dirty word in a lot of people's vocabulary. You know, we... We, we hold grudges, we, 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 we let it fester inside of us and someone does something to us, they say something to us, they, they do something against us, uh, almost like a, a crime against us and, and we hold it and we harbor it and we hold that, that, we hold that, that, uh, that, that, that anger that gets inside of us and, and, and the unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a terrible thing. My wife, if she were here, she would tell you that that unforgiveness is just like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It does nothing to them, but it'll kill you. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, you gotta let it go. They're not worth it. And by the way, the forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. They may never change. They may never repent. They may never come to you and say, I hurt you, I'm sorry. They may never say that. But forgiveness is not for their sake, it's for your sake. I talked to a well-known orthopedic surgeon, spirit-filled doctor, who told me that when he sees a patient before he performs surgery, he asks them, is there any unforgiveness in your heart? And if they say yes, then he prays with them and helps them to release it. And I said, why? He said, because my surgery works better if the unforgiveness is gone. Well, how do you forgive somebody? <laughs> well, it's not rocket science. Father, I've been holding this grudge against this person. They hurt me. They hurt my family. They hurt my children. 
They hurt my wife. They hurt my husband. They hurt my business. They hurt me. But in the name of Jesus, I release them. And I give them to you. And then I always had, now God, they're your problem. <laughs> I've had so many things done against me in my life. I've had things said and printed and people have told all kinds of stories and I've always kept my mouth shut. I've never defended myself. I've been hurt. I've been hit financially. I've had people come up and take their fist and strike me in the face while I'm preaching. I've had people spit on me. I've had, I, you can't imagine the things that I've had done, but I've learned how to forgive. One of the great secrets of my life is to learn how to forgive. And then number five. Now, if you missed everything I've said so far, don't miss this. Stop talking about the problem. Stop it. If some people couldn't talk about the problem, they wouldn't have anything else to talk about. And they take possession of it. Well, you think you're sick. Let me tell you about my sickness. And you exacerbate the problem. Stop talking about the problem. Start talking about the answer. Stop giving glory to Satan by talking about the problem. Because the Bible says you're going to have what you say. Now, are you having what you say or are you just saying what you have? There's a difference. Stop talking about it. I remember once uh, my wife had been talking about a lot of things going wrong in her life and the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, I want you to write down, you are the healed, or say, I am the healed of the Lord and I want you to write it 400 times a day. And she started writing it 400 times a day. She had no time to talk about the problem. Spent all day writing down, I am the healed of the Lord. Whatever it takes, stop talking about it. Just stop it. Quit giving glory to the problem. Start talking about the answer. Begin to say, I am the healed of the Lord. I am healed by the stripes on Jesus' back. I receive healing into my life. Stop talking about it. Stop it. Number six, find someone who will go into agreement with you. You know, it's awfully easy to find somebody who will uh, commiserate, gripe, and whine, and moan with you. You can find that about anywhere, in your family, outside your family. It's harder to find someone who will agree with your faith confession. But the Bible says in Matthew 18, verses 18 and 19, if two shall agree on earth as concerning anything that they shall ask. It shall be done by my Father. You don't have to have a whole crowd. You don't have to have a whole church of believers like this. It just takes two. Find someone who will go into agreement with you on your prayer. Now that may be a family member, it may be a co-worker, it may be a friend or someone that you know down the street or in the building or down the block. Find someone who will go into an agreement with you. And then finally, number seven, release your faith and expect a miracle. Everybody say, release my faith 
and expect a miracle. That phrase, expect a miracle, came into being through my father. In the early 1950s, he was in Miami, Florida, conducting a crusade. And there was a group of atheists in the city who vowed publicly to close down the crusade and to arrest my father on a charge of practicing medicine without a license because he prayed for the sick. And they vowed they were coming that night to close the crusade down. And my father's custom was to rent two hotel rooms with an adjoining door and uh, he and my mother would stay in, in one room and my sister and I would stay in the other room with an adjoining door. And about three o'clock in the afternoon, he would close himself off in his room and study and pray and take a short nap and get prepared for the service that night. We, we knew at that time we had to go into the other room, we had to be quiet, which was hard to do at our age. And he fell asleep that afternoon and was awakened by a hand on his shoulder. He thought it was my mother. He sat up on the bed and there was no one in the room. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He said, Earl Roberts, expect a miracle. And then he said, expect a new miracle every day. Now we hear that phrase now. That's how it came into being. I was there. And we went to the service that night and he preached a message on expecting a miracle. Instead of expecting something bad, Expect something good. Well, how do you do that? You do it by releasing your faith. Well, how do I release my faith? How do I take my faith, which I know I was born with because the Bible says every person has been born with faith. You don't have to get faith. You've got it. The Bible says he's given to every person the measure, not a measure, but the measure. So you already have faith in your heart, but it doesn't do you any good unless you use it. How do you release your faith? Well, the best way I can tell you is, a, is by a story of something that happened to me. When I was 10 years old, I had 22 warts on my left hand, up and down my fingers, in my palm, and I played sports. I played ball. I played baseball, basketball, football, and I would come home at night and my hand would be bleeding uh, because I had ripped those warts apart by playing ball. And my mother would put it in warm, soapy water, and which stung, and, but she tried to help. And it got so bad that she said, we're gonna go to the doctor and have them burned off. Now in those days, they didn't treat warts the way they do today. In those days, they took a needle, and they literally burned the wart off. And it scared me half to death. My dad came home and said, Evelyn, that's fine, but let's also pray. I said, yes, please, let's pray. Please. And so he motioned to me and said, come into the bedroom with me. So we went into their bedroom, closed the door, and he sat me down on the side of the bed. He said, now, Richard, I'm going to pray for you, and when I do, I want you to release your faith. I said, Daddy, how? How do you release your faith? He said, you do it through a point of contact. I said, Daddy, what's a point of contact? He said, son, a point of contact is something that you do, and when you do it, you let your faith go. And he saw that I didn't have any idea what he was talking about. So he pointed over to the wall and said, do you see that light switch? Yes. That light switch is a point of contact. 
It has no power in itself, but it's hooked up to the power company. So when you flip the switch, the lights come on. Well, I could understand that. He said, now the faith in your heart is just like that light switch. It's hooked up, he said, to God's power company. And he said, when you release your faith, it's just like flipping that switch. Your faith goes up to God and God begins to pour out his miracles. I can understand. He said, now I'm gonna pray for you. And when I do, I'm gonna come to a point in the prayer when I say, in Jesus' name. Now, he had taught me that in the Old Testament, the code word was, thus saith the Lord. But in the New Testament, the code word is, in Jesus' name. And we were singing this morning about Jesus' name. So he said, when I say in Jesus' name, you take your faith that's inside of you and you let it go to God. I said, okay. And so he began to pray. And he came to a point when he said, now, in Jesus' name, I, I was just 10. I didn't know what to do. So I just said, faith, get up there to God. I didn't know what else to do. I did what he said. Get up there. And you know, the older I get, the better it sounds. Faith in the name of Jesus. As I receive the prayer today, I release my faith. And I expect a miracle. I looked at my hand and every wart was still there. I looked up at my daddy. He said something to me I'll never forget. He said, now son, we have prayed and we have believed. Now let's expect a miracle. Sometimes miracles come quickly. Sometimes they come over a period of time. I'm not in charge of that. I'm not in charge of the agenda. My job is to pray. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. My job is to pray. The healing's up to God. I woke up the next morning. They were still there. Second morning, third morning, fourth morning, they're still there. Fifth morning, sixth morning, seventh morning, they were still there. Eighth morning, ninth morning, they were still there. But on the tenth morning, when I awakened, I looked at my hand, every wart had disappeared. I'm 73. I've never had another one on that hand. That happened 63 years ago. But more importantly, I learned how to release my faith. And when I pray for you today, and you hear me say, in Jesus' name, that's when you let your faith go. That's your point of contact. If you'll take these seven principles and apply them into your life, I promise you, you're going to have an encounter with God like you've never had before because he is a healer. It's his will for you to be well. It's been paid for in full. You get the unconfessed sin out of your life. Forgive whoever it is that's hurt you. Stop talking about the problem. Find somebody, and I'm your somebody today, who will go into agreement with you and release your faith and expect a miracle. Lift your hands under the Lord. This prayer may not be for everybody, but I'm not gonna embarrass everybody 
or anybody. So just pray this out loud. Father, look inside of me. Search my heart. Is there anything in me that's not of you? I just pause for a moment in asking that question. I promise you, if there's something in there that ought not be in there, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance right now. Only takes him a flash of a second to remind you of something in you that's not supposed to be in you. Now say this, Father, I see it, and I repent. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that anymore. I give it to you, and I receive your forgiveness. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, it's so simple, it's profound, and it's real. Now lift your hands one more time. I'm sure most everybody here can think of somebody you're holding something against. I know I can. I've often asked God if I could take out a license to kill one person a year. Don't look at me like that. You've done it too. Everybody here knows somebody that needs to die. I mean, let's, let's tell you the truth. We're human beings. Can't kill them. David could, but you and I can't. David could cut their heads off, put it on a pole, and say, hey, you mess with me? <laughs> I'll take the rest of you out too. We can't do that today. We'll go to prison. But we can sure forgive them. So lift your hands one more time. You got that person in mind? I got two or three in mind. Now pray this with me. Father, I've been holding something against this person. And I'm sorry. I repent. And I forgive them. And I let them go. I don't forgive what they did but I forgive them. I separate what they did from them. I forgive them. I release them. And I give them to you. Something's happening here this morning. When you do that sincerely, something miraculous begins to happen. You set in action a chain of events to lead you up to the prayer of faith. And if you need a healing in any area of your life today, whether it be physical or any other area, I'd like you to stand for prayer. No matter what it is. Maybe your shoulder, maybe your back. Maybe your feet or legs. It may be your kidneys. Maybe your liver. Maybe it's your heart or your blood pressure or your blood sugar. Maybe it's some other area. Maybe it's your breathing. Maybe it's your eyes. Maybe it's your hearing. Maybe it's pain. Maybe, maybe it's cancer, a malignancy, a tumor, or a growth. Or maybe it's something else, something on the job or something in your business. Or maybe it's something in your family. There's an estrangement. I know what the estrangement's like. I was estranged from my father for several years while I was running away from God. But at 19, I came back to God, and my relationship with my dad was healed. And I joined him in the ministry and stood with him for more than 40 years until he went home to be with the Lord back in 2009. I'm so grateful that that was patched up. Maybe it's a healing in your emotions you need. Maybe you're discouraged today, or maybe you have depression, or maybe you're living in fear. Well, I'm here to tell you that God didn't give you the fear. 
The word says that, that, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but instead he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You don't have to go crazy. You see all this happening in the world and people get terrified of it. No, he's still on the throne. He's still in charge of our lives. And the Bible says a thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Father, in the authority of Jesus' name, I begin to pray this morning. First of all, I deal with physical problems. Pain, stiffness, swelling. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. And I command you by the name of the living God, come out! Every pain, every hurt, be healed in the name of Jesus. Eyes, cataracts, glaucoma, uh -huh. blood pressure, blood sugar, be healed. Eyes, see. Vision, be restored. I send the word in Jesus' name. And the Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's Psalm 120, verse 7. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I send that word to you, just like Jesus did to the Roman army captain's aid. He sent the word and he was healed. I send that to you. I speak to the blood pressure which is too high and the blood pressure which is too low. That which is too high, come down. And that which is too low, come up. I speak to the blood sugar, the diabetes, the hypoglycemia. That which is too high in your blood sugar, come down to normal level. And that which is too low, the hypoglycemia, come up to normal level. I take hold of the blood pressure and the blood sugar with my faith and regulate it for healing. Heart, heart condition, arterial sclerosis, problem with the valve, atrial fibrillation, anything that's wrong with the heart, irregular beat, be healed. Her heart beat normally. Blood vessels open up so that the blood flows unrestricted all the way to your head, all the way to your toes. Carotid artery, open up so the blood can flow properly to the brain. I rebuke any effects of a stroke, a mini stroke, a TIA, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I speak to your kidneys and your liver and your digestive tract and your colon and your gallbladder and your pancreas in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Now that's your key, that's your point to release your faith. In Jesus' name, be healed. I send that word to you this morning for healing. I speak to necks that are stiff and shoulders that are, are, are hurting and, and have bursitis and you're unable to lift your shoulders without pain. In the name of Jesus, I send the word into your shoulders right now and into your neck for you to be healed today. Healed, healed. And there's a warmth that's entering shoulders right now. Some are going to be able to move your shoulder like you couldn't do when you came here this morning. And you have problems in your back. A disc, a vertebra, upper back, lower back, tailbone, in the center of your back, on the left, on the right. In the name of Jesus, you have difficulty bending because your back hurts. In Jesus' name, I 
rebuke this back pain. Come out and enter again no more forever. Now you can just begin moving your back right now. There's healing happening all across the church this morning. Thank you, Father, for healing hips. You have fluid on your knees and you tore your ACL or your MCL or you've done some damage to your kneecap. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the pain that's in your hip and in your knees. Come out in Jesus' name. Pain in your ankles, pain in your feet, in your thigh, in your calf, in your toes. Be healed today. I send that word to you. 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 Cancer, I hate cancer with a passion. Every week we're seeing testimonies of people healed by cancer. Befuddling their doctors at how this happened. In the name of Jesus, I speak to every growth, every mass, every tumor. Come out in the name of Jesus. Cancer in the brain, come out. And that includes your family member. Cancer in the breast, come out in Jesus' name. Cancer in the bone, come out in Jesus' name. Cancer in the blood, come out in Jesus' name. For your lymphatic system to be healed every area from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and hearing loss hearing loss in the name of Jesus I speak to hearing loss your station tube eardrum open up that hearing may be restored I've seen so many healings of hearing lately in the name of Jesus hearing be restored teeth gums voice box be healed in the name of Jesus problem in the throat the inability to swallow or produce saliva in the mouth, teeth and gums, TMJ, come out. Nasal passages, open up. Breathing, lungs, be healed. COP, asthma, emphysema, come out. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. People are being healed all over celebration today. Thank you, Father. People are being healed all over celebration today. Thank you, Father. People are being healed all over celebration today. Thank you, Father. People are being healed all over celebration today. Thank you, Father. People are being healed all over celebration today. I rebuke every depression. I rebuke every discouragement. I rebuke every fear and every doubt. God did not put that in your heart. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. So I bind that in Jesus' name. I bind it off of you. There are two kinds of binding. That which you bind off and that's what you bind on. And I bind that off of you. But he also said, whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. So I loose the power of God on you. Someone may say, Richard Roberts, who do you think you are doing this? Let me tell you who I am. Because I know who I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was made only a little bit lower than the angels. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And greater is he who's in me than he that's in the world. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do.
I know where I'm going. I'm not an accident going off somewhere to happen. I have a divine destiny. And this is what I'm going to be pouring into those pastors. Over 2,000 that are registered. And then next month, I'm doing a conference with 9,000 Pakistani pastors. 9,000. I'm going to be teaching them on healing, the Holy Spirit, and seed faith. Because I know my calling. And I'm staying in my lane. I'm not getting in somebody else's lane. I'm staying in mine. That's where God prospers me. By the way, stay in your own lane. Stay between the lines. God puts you in your own lane. Now, examine yourself for a minute. See, see how you came in here. See if you feel different. Just examine yourself. If it was your shoulder, put your shoulder up. Your leg, kick your leg. Twist your hip. Bend your back. Check your hearing. Check your sight. Examine yourself. Now, I want you to watch what's going to happen. How many of you can say right now, I know I'm being healed today. Put your hand up. Hold up high. You know it. Hold it up high. Now, if you don't know it, put your hand up. But if you know a healing's happening, put your hand up. Pastor, look at that. You've been wanting more and more healing in this church. It starts today. Today's the day. It starts today. 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 This is the day. It starts today. God is not one arm. He doesn't have one arm missing. His arm has not been shortened. His power is the same. It's available. But you've got to reach out and take it. You can have, you can have your lunch on the table. Doesn't do you a bit of good until you pick up that fork. You've got to receive it. And that's why I'm here today. I'm here to help Start something afresh and anew. Pastor Randy, I heard you saying this morning that you're just having one service, and I want to commend you. One of the biggest problems that I see in many churches across the country where I preached is they have so many services, they're constantly rushing to get to the next service. And they forget to minister to the people. And they preach, they preach right up until the time when they have to quit. And then they don't have any time to minister. And one of the great pieces of advice that my father gave to young ministers, and I was in his home many times when he had young ministers come who wanted to be mentored by him. And they would say, Brother Roberts, what's the best advice you could give? He would always say, preach shorter and minister longer. Preach shorter and minister longer. And I'm saying that to pastors, especially younger pastors who don't have any covering over them. There are a number of younger pastors in America that are a law unto themselves. They have no mentor. They have no spiritual father. And it's true the Apostle Paul said that there aren't many fathers. He didn't say there are not enough. He just said there aren't many. And I'm encouraging young pastors across America and other nations where I travel, get under someone who is an experienced elder minister, someone who will hold you accountable. My father was that to me. 
And when my father passed, then another seasoned minister who's now in his 80s became my spiritual mentor that I am accountable to. So I don't get out of line. So I don't get out of my lane. We all need someone to hold us accountable. Someone that we can talk to. Someone we can be confidential with. And uh, even if you're not in the ministry yourself, you still, have, you still need someone to talk to. Someone you can trust. Someone who'll never betray your trust. Someone you can, you can share your deepest hopes and dreams and, and what's in your heart. You need that. If you don't have somebody like that, find them. They're out there. You just got to look for them. And I believe it will be a life-changing experience to you. I'm so glad to be here. I love this part of the country. I'm so glad I don't have to wear a mask. I hate masks. Felt like the Lone Ranger, you know. Tonto, you know, with masks on. I'm glad that's coming to an end. Thank God. I hate COVID, and I'm seeing so many miracles from COVID, so many healings, getting testimonies. I get about I get about 3,000 phone calls for prayer every week, and I get testimonies, and uh, th the testimonies are coming. If you or someone you know has been affected by COVID, then in the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against the effects of COVID now. I rebuke it off of you, off of your family members. I bind that off of you and off of them in the name of Jesus. You can talk about, the news can talk about COVID all they want, but one of the main objects of COVID was to stop the ministry of the church and to stop the scripture which says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now, many of you are online and you're watching you haven't felt comfortable coming back to church. Well, I have two words for you. Stop it. Stop it. You're missing out on the personal ministry that God has for you. You're not going to get that in your home. Not in your lazy boy with a cup of coffee. You're not going to get that. you got to be here. Those of you who haven't felt comfortable, it's time for you to discard that uncomfortableness. It's time to come back. Okay. Now, we're just about full this morning. I don't know where you'll put them, but you'll find some more room, I'm sure. To, to seat the platform, you'll find a way. There's always a way. Look at that room where Jesus was. They lowered the roof. Well, don't take off Randy's roof. And you folks online, there's no distance in prayer. Now, maybe you're watching from some other state and you can't be here on Sunday. Uh, you know, but there's no distance in prayer. God's right here where we are. He's right there where you are. So I'm talking personally to you. You can release your faith right there where you are and receive everything that people are receiving here. Now, if you're in the Fresno area, stop it. Get down here. Now one more thing before Pastor Randy comes. 
one more thing before we deal with what you with your, with your prayer cloths, what you talked about. Let's pray over Ukraine. Now, I'm going to give you my opinion, okay? This is only my opinion. In the spirit realm, I know what's happening. Prophecy is being fulfilled. I believe, however, that it can be delayed if we pray. Uh, I know many precious Ukrainian people here in America, as well as I know many in the Ukraine. And I believe we can send our prayers to them this morning. And I believe our prayers will make a difference. So lift your hands unto the Lord and pray after me. Father, today I pray over the nation of Ukraine and the precious Ukrainian people. In the name of Jesus, I pray for Holy Spirit safety. Holy Spirit safety. Protect them from this force coming against them. Protect them and may some type of settlement which they're talking about now may it come to pass in the name of Jesus I've been praying all morning because I heard this morning that a delegation from the Ukraine is going to meet with a delegation from Russia to try to settle this and I'm praying that it's successful cloths which you'll probably want to get uh, the Bible says in the book of Acts that the Apostle Paul took handkerchiefs and aprons cloths it says from his body which means he probably had them inside his cloak or his garment or his robe and he had touched them and they were sent to the sick and the Bible says not only were the sick healed but the dem demonic spirits were driven out now, there is no power in a cloth. The power is in the name of Jesus. But the cloth is a point of contact to help you to release your faith. And when Randy and I lay our hands on these cloths, our spiritual DNA goes in. And this becomes a powerful weapon against sickness and disease. So I lay my hands on every one of these prayer cloths in the name of Jesus. And I pray that my spiritual DNA goes into every cloth. Over my lifetime, I've sent out and laid hands on more than one million prayer cloths. I'm happy to do it again this morning. I lay my hands on every cloth in the name of Jesus. Father, put my spiritual DNA in every cloth so people can use it as a point of contact to help believe for the miracle that they need most. I touch everyone, I turn them over, touch everyone as a point of contact. And as they are used in the Bible-honored way, may they help people to release their faith and to believe God for the miraculous. In the name of Jesus. We'll give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah.
almost done, but you don't, you don't want to leave without a prayer cloth. And we're not giving it to you yet. Um, has this not been just absolutely awesome? Thank you. Um, so I'm going to preach less, minister more. Come on. If the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> and uh, I like that. Faith, get up there. Right? Isn't that awesome? Faith, get up there. I like that. Uh, Richard, would you pray for one more thing here in the room? Um, just just my the pastor's heart here. You know, over the last couple of years, if there's one thing that I know, uh, and you kind of touched on it, but I really, I really want to just focus in on this. I, I feel like so many, even in this room online, you're, you're just broken hearted. You know, you've had losses, disappointments, and, and you're kind of stuck in that place of just a broken heart. And I'm just believing for healing in that area. Well, the Bible says that he came to heal the broken hearted. So we know that healing is available. Just put your hand on your chest right now. Father, you came through your son saying that I came to heal the brokenhearted. And Lord, there is a balm. There is a healing balm for hearts. And in the name of Jesus, I send that healing balm into hearts that have been broken, hearts that have been shattered. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray over your broken heart and I encourage you today even as you have been broken, begin to pray in tongues. And when you do, then stop and pray in English and allow God to begin to heal your broken heart. Pastor Randy, when our firstborn child died in my arms, there were no words in English. But as Lindsay and I prayed in tongues, our broken hearts began to be healed as we prayed in tongues and then prayed in our own language after the death of my of our firstborn child he would have been he would have been 38 as we prayed in tongues and prayed in english god began to heal our broken hearts i encourage you today not just to receive the prayer from me but to pray in tongues and stop and pray with the understanding also that's english and god will begin to bring healing to you and spread that balm of Gilead all over your heart. Amen. <laughs> Come on, give it up for Richard Roberts. You're the best. Come on. Come on, honor. Oh, come on. Are you glad he came to Fresno? Wow, we could just keep going in this moment. It was my heart really to have him pray over these prayer cloths. Uh, we've got a lot of them. And uh, at the end of service, in just a moment, we're going to have them up here. Um, so you can come and get those. Also, we have our uh, communion. If you need to take some of those home with you, we're, we're trying to furnish you with, with help. And, uh, and then there's also the buckets up here. How many of you believe we need to be a blessing to Richard Roberts, his ministry? All those pastors that he's investing in and 
come on. And so I'm going to ask you, before you go that way today, that you would bring honor, uh, whether through technology or the buckets, and just uh, so that we can just let Richard Roberts know we, we, are, we are with him. Come on, we're partnering with him in the earth to touch people for, for Jesus. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, I don't want to go there, but, but it's a big deal. When God sends somebody like that, the Bible's very specific to financially sow into that. The Bible says if you want to receive what you have received, then honor what you honor the one that brought it to you. It's not about buying anything, it's about you giving honor. So whatever you have, whatever you can do, uh, some of you could do more. I want to encourage you. I, I want to make sure Richard Roberts knows that there's a place in Fresno called home that he can come. Amen. And his gift is honored and valued. And so the buckets are up here for that. Also, I want to just say for those online, because I, I really sense God doing something even for those online. Uh, if you need a prayer cloth, um, and I don't know the best way to do it, but email our ministry. Let us know who you are. Give us your address, and we're going to send these um, to, I'm going to grab a bunch of them right now. And uh, again, if you're out there, maybe in a, even in another state or whatever, we will, we will mail you these prayer cloths that have been prayed for today in this, this service. You know, before we, uh, before, we, before we go today, would you just lift your hands? I just feel like we just need to take a moment and, and give thanks. It's so easy to receive from God and run off about your business. You know, there was, there was 10 lepers that were healed by Jesus one day, and nine of them got their miracle, and they rushed out to life and got back to doing what they were doing. One came back, and the Bible says, gave thanks for what God did. It's interesting because Jesus says, where, where, was there not 10? Where's the other nine? And I think it would just be missing the target, target a little bit if we're just closing this down and rushing out real quick without us just lifting our voice through this song and just giving thanks to the Lord. Are you thankful for what God's done in your life? Come on, you're thankful for the peace and the joy and the healing. So, Father, we just say thank you today. Thank you for every miracle. Thank you for every healing. Thank you for every breakthrough. God, we thank you for the, the deliverances. We thank you for the, the healing in the social, the, God, in, 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 in the heart area, in our soulish area, our mind, our emotions. God, we just say thank you. Thank you for every healing. Thank you for every miracle. Thank you for every breakthrough. We just say thank you, Lord. Coming out of your own mouth, just right there. Just uh, We just say thank you. God, thank you for sending us, your servant, to minister truth. We receive of it today. Thank you for this moment that has been life-changing. We receive of wholeness now. We say thank you, Lord. Give thanks. Thanks for listening. 
If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.